Good morning again, church family. As we continue our journey through Ezra and Nehemiah today, we are looking at the theme of identity. Identity was a key theme throughout these two books, as the Jewish leaders were looking to re-establish themselves, rebuilding their city, their nation, their way of life, and putting into practice the traditions of old. Traditions that were handed down to them from the time of Abraham, from Jacob, from Moses. We remember from Lucy's intro two weeks ago that the Jewish people were coming back from exile after they'd been driven out, taken out of town decades earlier by the neighboring nations. For the Jewish leaders, establishment of who they were as God's people was of utmost importance to their identity. We know that they had lost favor with God. God had allowed neighboring countries to capture and conquer Israel and their temple had been destroyed. Around 50 years later, the foundation for the second temple is being laid. As they see it as important to their identity to have God dwell with them as he used to, as some of the older people who were returning had remembered. But there was a clash with the younger people who did not know, who had never known this temple. As identity is a key theme throughout these books, today we are going to use identity to look at how we rebuild, not after a 50 year destruction, but after just a six-week pause, a six-week time to reshape, replan, rethink how we be church, how we are church, and how we do church. I can't imagine what it would be like to return to something, to rebuild something after 50 years of it only being existing in a memory. But I know that when I look back on things that I do remember, I don't remember the full picture. When something was good, it's so easy for me to forget the bad things that happened during that period. And when it was bad, well, I often forget to remember the good and the growth that happened in that period. Nostalgia can play tricks on us, as can grief, despair, resentment and pain. What I do know is that we haven't been able to meet at our building for I think six weeks now. And it's given us time to think about the identity of himself. But before any of this lockdown business happened, God had already been speaking to the pastors and elders of Hamsel. And at the retreat that happened, before any of us were even imagining a shutdown, there was a strong emphasis for us to be in our neighbourhoods, for Hamsel to be church in the neighbourhoods of South Hamilton. That, I think, is one of the identifiers of what God was calling us, is calling us to be. For the majority of us who live in the neighbourhoods of South Hamilton, that might seem easy. Well, I'm the church and I'm here. But how are we intentionally and together bringing the light that the church carries into our neighbourhoods? How are your neighbours seeing Jesus through you? How is the rest of your street seeing Jesus through you? Or is where you live, is home, simply the place where you come and you stay in without thinking, how can I shine his light up and down the street? In late February, before any of the last six weeks was even a possibility in our minds, Lucy and I mapped out where everyone lives. And there are lots of little nests of people from the church in each little neighborhood. What if, as we move forward into the new normal, these little nests get together? Watch church together when the levels allow it. Walk the streets together 
picnics in the park, barbecues or lunches. And maybe after a time we start inviting our neighbours along, getting to know them and being community together, sharing your hope with them. If you don't know who lives near you, grab one of these. It's not just a phone book, it's an address book. What if in your little nests, your extended church bubbles maybe, what if you prayed for your street or your neighbourhood, for opportunities to be Christ's hand and feet, his ears, his embrace for those living in your street? As we move into this new normal, we have a chance to rethink how we reach out, how we help up. How we point towards God who loves and sacrifices and walks alongside all people. Let's imagine together and then walk together in a more intentional focus for our neighbourhoods. Like we see in Ezra, when we rebuild after a time of nothing, there is the difference between those who remember what it has been like and what was good. Some of this will be nostalgia, some of it will be real. But as society and the identity of society changes, we need to keep up with that and maybe, maybe be at the forefront of some of that thinking, of ways of living, of communicating, of relating, helping, serving. We have had time for a pause. I wonder if just now, if there was one thing that was important for the identity of Ham South, what would it be? Perhaps you have ideas perhaps you would share that with us put it on our facebook page put it in the comment section of this video email the leadership team perhaps while we are still scattered god will still be collectively speaking amongst us what is he saying for our identity god although we are apart from you you draw us together would you speak to us about who you see us to be how you identify us and how you would like us to be identified to our neighbourhoods in South Hamilton. I want you to pause the video now. I want you to have a chat with your family, uh, with your friends, whoever you're watching with, and I want you to pray. What is God saying about the identity of Ham South moving forward? And I want to hear your answers. I want to see your answers in the chat and the, in the comments and emails. We would love we would love to see what God is saying about our identity moving forward. Welcome back. I hope there will be some good feedback from all of you for us to start looking over and feedback to the church family in the next few weeks. I want to turn now to the start of Nehemiah. As, as the book of Nehemiah begins, we read, these are the memoirs of Nehemiah, son of Hekeliah. He instantly identifies himself and where or who he is from. And as the chapter goes on, we see that one of Nehemiah's brothers has returned from Jerusalem and things are not good. This greatly troubles Nehemiah, who turns to the Lord in prayer. Look down and see me praying night and day for your people, Israel. I confess that we have sinned against you. Yes, even my own family and I have sinned. We have sinned terribly by not obeying the commands, decrees and regulations that you gave us through your servant Moses. Please remember what you told your servant Moses. If you are unfaithful to me, I will scatter you among the nations. But if you return to me 
and obey my commands and live by them. Then even if you are exiled to the ends of the earth, I will bring you back to the place I have chosen for my name to be honored. And then at the end of the first chapter, we see the strange sentence just thrown in to finish the chapter. In those days, I was the king's cupbearer. What can we deduce from Nehemiah's identity? Well, I think for starters, his introduction is a lot different to how New Zealand Europeans would introduce themselves. I imagine a New Zealand European introduction being, yeah, hi, uh, Nehemiah here, uh, King's cupbearer. Yeah, I work for the king, uh, I, I test his drinks uh, before, before he has them in case someone's dropped some poison in them, or to make sure the wine hasn't corked day, he's got to be drinking some good stuff. The way he introduces himself and the way a lot of biblical introductions happen sit a lot more alongside a Maori introduction identifying whakapapa to place themselves and their guests at where they are now and where they have come from. The way New Zealand Europeans introduce themselves, it's always sat funny with me. A lot of us identify ourselves not by who we are, but what we do. And our identity, or our assumed identity perhaps, becomes so tied up with what we do, what our role is, what part we play, that when that gets taken away from us, we are lost. When we have a time of crisis, we don't know who we are because we don't have a what we do to tie ourselves to. And this is going to become more and more common in New Zealand society as we begin to and continue to recover from this current climate. People will lose jobs. Perhaps you have lost your job. I know for me, I'm finishing up here at Ham South at some stage. It was going to be today, but the elders have said to stay on a bit longer. But it's still a bit of cause of anxiety of what am I going to do? What, what, what will that make me? What will people think of me? What will potential new churches think? I, I'm not even immune to this identity crisis. And I think we aren't immune to it. We're not even immune to it in the church. Nehemiah, having introduced himself and putting at least his family into play, identifies himself as a person of Israel. But more importantly, perhaps, a person of God's chosen people of Israel. God, I am one of yours. Who I am is part of your people. And God, you have said, when your people do this, of which I am guilty, you will do this. And so now we turn back to you. Please come back to us. This is the same God who we serve today. He is still interested in you, in your identity. And if you have been adopted into his family by accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, then you too are part of God's people. Why is it then? Why is it that we so often forget that this is one of our identifiers? Probably the most important part of who we are or who we can be is a person of God's. The fact that you're a pastor, a musician, a builder, a teacher, if you're currently looking for work, if you're a stay-at-home parent, this isn't your whole identity, but that is so much of what we have allowed to identify us and how we identify others. Your job doesn't make you part of this family here at Ham South. Your job doesn't make you valuable or invaluable. Your job is something you do, not who you are. 
Earlier we spoke about the identity of the church. What do we want Ham South to be known for? The thing with the identity of the church is that it is made up of people. It is all people. It is you, it is me. And if our individual identity is not safe and secure in who God calls us to be, then the identity of the church that we are part of is not going to live up to the fullness of what that could be either. Nehemiah was the cupbearer to the king. He would have been relatively wealthy, a position of honour in a foreign land. It was a position of very high trust. It came with danger, of course, as most jobs high up in kingdoms do. But it wasn't the be-all and end-all of Nehemiah's life. And he was prepared to, and did in fact give up, that job because there was a greater call on who he was than any position that he could hold. That job, outside of someone trying to poison the king's drink, was going to be pretty secure. But God had a different plan, and Nehemiah listened. How many of us could listen like that? Give up security, comfort, wealth, prestige, and go and fix something that is broken. Our community is full of people and families who will be hurting, who are broken, who are even more wondering now, will there be a job tomorrow? Where's my next meal come from? How do I pay my next bill? God has called us to be in the neighbourhoods, to be his church in the neighbourhoods of South Hamilton. What does that mean for you? What does that mean for us? Where is your security? Is it in your job? Is it in your house? Is it in your position and income? Or is it in the one who created the world? How do you identify yourself? What parts of your identity are real? What parts of your identity have been placed on you by others that you don't like? What have you allowed to define you? Is it how God speaks of you and defines you? God, I pray that you help us to be shaped by you. Help us with the way we look at ourselves to be determined by how you see us. For those of us that need more grace with ourselves, would you give greater amounts? For those of us who need more courage, would you give us more? Help us to see ourselves the way you see us. And help us to be people who see others the way you see them. Let us be a people who build each other up who enhance each other's identity because of who you have created each of us to be. Help us to see ourselves as people created in your image to do your good works and let those be our identifying marks.